everybody, it's time for Screen Time with Gary and Drew. Movie streaming and everything in between. A couple of hot topics today. We're going to do The Menu, which uh, Drew found very unappetizing. And also The Banshees of Inchirin, which is getting a lot of play during the award season. And Drew and I disagree on that. So, first of all, let's get to The Menu, Drew. Um, you really did not like this film. No. And and I'll start out by saying I, I like Ray Fiennes. He's a great actor. And Anya Taylor-Joy, who was in Queen's Gambit and in, uh, what else was she in? Oh, Peaky Blinders, which I love. And so the, the actors weren't the problem. This is one of those movies where the writers and the director decide to make a social commentary, you know, social satire. Like, what the hell is the genre? Let's start there. All you got to do is see the preview and, you know, well, wait a minute, what is this? And... You know, genre is all about tone, right? What's your tone? What's this about? They describe it as a comedy horror film, which I don't think those two go together very well. And they certainly didn't hear, in my opinion. Um, worse yet, Ray Fiennes, who's wonderful, gets nominated for a, a Golden Globe, Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy. It is certainly not a musical. And I'll say, to me, it wasn't a comedy because I don't think I laughed once. <laughs> um, and, and listen, there's some talented people behind it. Seth Reese is one of the writers. He was uh, he wrote for Late Time, Late Night with Seth Meyers and The Onion. And Will Tracy, also the writer, he was, um, the original story came from him because he, when he was on his honeymoon, he went to a, a, a dinner on an island. And he did, he, he worked for The Onion, he wrote for Succession. And then the director, Mark Mylod, was a director for Succession, which I've never watched. Uh, Game of Thrones, which I loved. Shameless, which I liked for the first few seasons. Uh, he, they got nominated for Best Original Screenplay. I, I don't get it. I don't get all the adulation. It's, I don't know what the tone is. I didn't know what the tone is. It's, it's clearly implausible. It makes no sense. Um, I, Why don't you set it up? It's, it's, my, it's my theory in Hollywood that sometimes people think different means better. Agreed. And I love different. Agreed. But different doesn't mean better. No. Different can be awful. And I'm not going to say this is awful, but I sure as hell was glad it was over when it was well, over. Spoiler alert, everybody. Why don't you set up the premise? Because I think you need to explain the premise so people understand why you think it's so ridiculous. Let, let me read the, the log line from, I don't know, IMDb, whatever it was. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Now, that sounds like a comedy. First of all, the young couple, Anya Taylor-Joy is one of them. There's another guy who's upcoming actor. It's not about just those two. It's about everybody there. The guy starts killing everybody at the restaurant. Okay. Spoiler alert. He just starts killing people left and right. And there's a reason he doesn't like them. He's he blames them for him losing his passion and uh, for exploiting him if they're like the investor. And it's like, eh. And and you could say I brought up the whole thing about social commentary and sad, you know some sort of satire because I mean, there's a lot of foodies out there today and they're snobby about food. And this is like, Oh, look, here's a snobby guy and he's killing everybody. 
And it's like, yeah, okay, not for me. Did he invite the people to the island first, but were they all invited for a reason? Yes, okay. his reason. His reason. They all, it's exclusive to go there. It's right. The invite is a big deal. The the other part of the couple with Anya Taylor-Joy is, you know, a food snob and, you know, people are getting killed and he's still enjoying the food. It's it's stupid. I'm sorry. It's just stupid. So, so but, but, but the chef finds feels that the people that he's invited are the reason that he's had his downfall or including or, his own mother. Oh, <laughs> you buried the lead son. <laughs> um, and, and it's not just him. He's got these sous chefs. There's an army of them. I don't know. There must be 10 and they're all in on it. I mean, it's one thing if one guy goes crazy, people go yeah. crazy. A guy could be there by alone cooking the meal and he poisons people or he kills people. Okay. That's interesting. You got 10 people helping you. Why? And again, social commentary, satire, you know, they so desperately want to be chefs, you know, compare this chef thing to the bear. You can't compare. Yeah. yeah. You forget it. It's, it's, you know, I'm sorry. And I don't want to insult the writers. They're good writers, but you know, this wasn't for me. Well, I watched the trailer and it, a trailer has to be pretty bad for me not to want to watch the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's no got point to, is to get you to watch it. I, I was like, I have no interest in this. And Drew and I were talking about it. I said, you know what? I, I don't want to watch it. I'm going to let Drew, and I'm going to tell people that I just had no, I just had no, no desire to watch it because there are too many other good things that I want to spend time watching now. Well, I, I, and, and here's the temptation now is that if you're, you know, you're streaming, if you got Netflix, well, what the hell? I'll throw it on. Come on, honey, let's watch this. My wife wouldn't have lasted 10 minutes in this. Movie. Right, right. And look, there's an audience for it. Clearly, there are people who like it. Best original screenplay? Please, I'm sorry. Well, you know, I, no I, offense, guys. You guys a lot more successful than I ever was. But, you know, I'm sorry. Well, I can't, first of all, I can't believe you never watched Succession, which we have to talk about that. I mean, you, 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 we ha- you have to watch Succession. It's- I watched like the first two episodes, I think. And you didn't buy it. Well, that's another story. We'll have to do that for another time. But yeah, this, I mean, this could be the, this for succession. This should probably should be the final season because, you know, by the way, the Boston Globe reviewer did not like the menu. Good for him. I believe, Uh, I believe if I'm, if I have it correctly. Well, I might be thinking of, here's the problem. Another movie, but here's the problem that happens with different is when somebody goes out and makes a different movie or has success which we've seen in the past, like when, when the independent movie, you know, phase hit you, you, back in the 80s. I mean, it really, maybe in the late hey, 70s, 80s. Merrimax. You know, Merrimax, right? I mean, everybody wanted to be the art person, right? Yeah. And then you went, and then they started to make just bad movies because they said, let's be different. Well, if if you're going against a formula that people like, you better nail it. I mean, you have, and and that's the problem with these is that. Not even formula, Gary. You go to the movies because you want to feel something. Right. You go to the movies for anything. Comedy, you want to feel good and laugh. Drama, you want to feel good for the characters on the screen. You're going to root for somebody. It sounds like there's nobody to root for. for You know, you want to feel something. And all I felt with this was, I'm glad I wasn't on the island. But yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad I wasn't in the theater or in my family room. The one thing I'd like to point out before we move on is that 
when you try to immerse comedy with horror, you've got to go over the top. Like I'll give you Blood Relatives, which Noah Sagan, it's it's this, I think that it's this cool little independent that's on Shudder.com, which is a horror site. Uh, Noah's been in, he was the, uh, in Glass Onion, he was the hippie guy that that stayed at the house, yeah. you know, and he's a friend of Ryan Johnson's. And I've talked to him a little bit. He was also, he's in, in all of Ryan Johnson's film. He's also a filmmaker. This film, like Blood Relatives, it's about a vampire who finds out he has a daughter and she wants to have a relationship with him. And it's very funny because it's like this guy finds out he has a daughter she and she wants to be his daughter. And then obviously they kill people, but it's still funny because it's so over the top. It's a you know, fine line to walk. That's all. It's a very it fine is, line to it walk. Is, but you have to make it like the, 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 the violence in Blood Relatives. It's kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's almost like Gross Point Blank, which is one of my favorite movies. The viol- And that's a dark comedy. Even the violence in that, it's ridiculous. Mm. You know, I mean, to the point where you go, okay, it, that, it's really not real. You know, I mean, it's just, it's the, the violence is just kind of ridiculous. Where you're like, okay, it's just part of the script. It's, it's, it's almost cartoonish. That's the only way you can do horror and comedy. Look, you can have a horror movie and have a couple of laughs in it. But man, I I didn't laugh. Yeah. Sorry, didn't laugh. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. So Drew says, no, go on that one. Banshees of Insurin, which is doing very well. Award season, Colin Farrell, I think he won the Golden Globe. Um, yeah. Maybe. So. Yeah. He and, uh, he and Gleason were both nominated for SAG Awards. Uh, I'm a huge Brendan Gleason fan. I loved In Bruges between Farrell and Gleason were in it, Martin McDonough. I, I liked In Bruges a lot. Yeah, I loved In Bruges. But this is a Martin McDonough film about two Irishmen living on an island off the coast of Ireland. Right and after the one, Civil War in Ireland. So it's right. not present day. No, it's like in the 20s. So, you know, Brendan Gleeson says to, to Colin Farrell, you know, uh, Combs says to Patrick, I don't want to hang out with you anymore because you're boring. And you're boring. I don't like you anymore. You're boring. You're boring. And because he wants to write, play, he plays the violin, he wants to write this great score. I found the whole thing extremely entertaining. Um, I thought Carrie Condon, as Colin Farrell's sister, was phenomenal. She won a SAG award. Um, I thought Barry Keegan, who plays Dominic. Best part of the thing. Him, him and Colin Farrell were phenomenal. Tremendous. I mean, he plays uh, a young fellow, a, a young person in town who has some challenges. And he's brilliant. I mean, the guy is he's brilliant. And I love the act. He won a BAFTA, I think. What's that? He won a BAFTA. He won a BAFTA. I mean, he's brilliant. But one of the things about this movie is that it has a Martin McDonough ending, which is always going to be a little quirky. It's always going to get a little weird. Like, yeah, and Bruges gets a little weird. You um, want to feel something, Gare. And I, at the I end of this, it. I felt like, come on, what the hell? That's what I felt. You didn't, uh, What didn't you like about it? Because okay. what happens throughout the movie is that Colin Farrell tries to repair his friendship with Brendan Gleeson through the whole. Okay, movie. warning for people who've not seen it. I'm gonna. Right. There's gonna be spoilers here. First of all, Martin McDonough writes great characters, and that's why he can get Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. He just writes great characters. I'm sure it's why you like because you got actors who want to play these people. Oh yeah, three billboards. And and he, this is a decent premise. Okay, we're on an island. They're lifelong friends. All of a sudden, this guy doesn't want to talk to him anymore. You expect more, but it's all just the same. He's boring. And 
you know, when he starts cutting fingers off and a donkey dies because he choked on a finger, I'm, I'm sorry, it's not comedy. We're not supposed to laugh at that because Colin Farrell's bereft when this happens. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's just, uh, please, another island movie, by the way. Two island movies. They should put them on shore. Maybe they'll get better. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I, the sick person in me, after he cut off the first finger, I was like, but then when he cut off the other ones, I did kind of chuckle a little bit. I did not chuckle at the at, at the donkey or the pony dying. Um, no. And I donkey. Not, it, was a, it was a miniature donkey. It was a miniature donkey. I think he, because Gleason called him a pony, he says he's a donkey. He's, um, he's, Colin Farrell was sleeping with the damn donkey. Yeah. And I don't and mean it, sexually, but, but he I was thought, sleeping. you know, I know, but I thought Kerry Condon, but, but I, found it, it it didn't what what got a little weird is then Farrell lights Martin uh lights Brendan Gleason's house on fire. Yeah, at the end. At the <laughs> end. That's where I'm like, okay, Martin, what are we doing here? We just right. went two guys that had a disagreement. A lot of great characters in the pub, you know, the pub. Is it asking lines. too much to have a resolution? Is it asking too much? Imagine how great this would be if there was some sort of reproach among okay. if they somehow they got back together. And he said, what all right, I'll study a little more. I'll try to be more interesting. Great. I'll try to listen to you a couple. Let's start out with a couple of beers. Uh, anything. Instead, it's like he burns his house down. Glad glad the dog wasn't in it. Blah, blah, blah. And no, you, I'm sorry you lost me. Gone. Or, or, one of them, or one of them leaves the island, right? Maybe Confet instead of the sister. Or leaves with the sister. Right. Something like that. Like Somebody you know, should leave the island. You somebody know? leaves the island. You know, and then with this, I'll come back and I'll visit you. But there's just some funny lines in there where. But there's funny uh, lines, no question. Funny lines where Brendan Gleeson is saying, you know, to uh, Patrick, he says, you know, you came to my house. I, I'm not even going to try to do an accent. Um, I, but you came by my house the other day. We sat, we had a beer for two hours. We sat out in front of my, my house and you told me about all the things that were in your donkey shit for okay. two hours. For two hours, I've got better things to do with my life. And, and Colin he Farrell does like, have better things to do with his life. So then explain to me while he's willing to cut his freaking fingers off when he wants to play the violin. Oh, that part's dumb. Because you know, he says I'm if you sorry, cut Martin. Right. Sorry. That's Martin McDonough where he goes off. He he, he, he did he, it he in three billboards too, right? At the end. Like three, he did it with three billboards. Uh, three billboards, which I didn't like. Well, I liked it up until uh, they like the place on fire. I mean, she, she, you know, and then Sam Rockwell and Francis McDormand all of a sudden become friends at the end. That yeah. didn't make sense to me. She's pissed at him the whole movie. And then all of a sudden they become colleagues. It's I, and she burns the the cop the, the police station down. So McDonough's endings never worked for me. It, it did it in Bruges, but the the two out of the three they don't work for me. But the characters and the and the story up until that point. The, the characters in the pub, um, they just, you know, you know, like when they're sitting there with Colin Farrell and they say uh, that that Brendan Gleeson plays Colin, he goes, well, he's, he's a deep thinker. You know, he's a smart man, he's a deep thinker. And Farrell's like, well, what do you think of me? Well, you're a nice fella. <laughs> you know, like, you're kind of dumb, but we like you anyway. What do you mean I'm a nice fella? I thought that used to be good enough. And back and forth. I that, But I will give you that it's a Martin McDonough movie. At the end, you kind of go double. And look, movies are different things to different people. Okay, and, and you see that you know in the old days, and you, you went to the West Newton Theater and you saw the movies that didn't make it to the Cineplex and stuff. And movies right. mean different things to people. They don't have to be happy. You don't have to have happy endings. 
they, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, they got to make some sense. Well, the problem is, Drew, I think, and kind of what I wasn't making my point very clearly before is that you just mentioned it. There has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. And at the at the beginning, there's always a question. And at the end, there's a resolution. And what people perceive as different, and this is why the movie Up the um, uh, up There with Clooney. Yeah. Uh, right? Up that, in the air. Uh, yeah, yeah. Up in the air with Clooney when he's at the uh, he's at the board in yeah. the airport. And he's figuring out where he's going to go and he drops his bag. And they and it's supposed to that's supposed to you're supposed to come to your own decision on did he quit or is he going on to the next job? And that drives me crazy because it is the director and the writer's decision to determine the ending. It's not up to me. It's not up to you. We can agree or disagree how it is, how it was constructed. But don't leave the ending up to the audience. That's a cop out, which is what happens in these movies. I mean, that's what happens in a McDonough movie. Lost in Translation, another example, but I like Lost in Translation. But anyway, I, movies don't have to be commercial, no. but they gotta make well, some money. That. That's the whole point. They, they're not cheap. You gotta make some money because you gotta pay people back. You gotta right. pay the staff. I mean, you gotta pay the, cra the, the, the craftsmen. You gotta pay everybody. You gotta pay the, the crew. You gotta pay the actors, the writers, the director. You gotta have some commerce in there, and it can't all be. You know, I had this dream, and the guy didn't like the other guy. Even that—that's a good premise. They're on an island. He's sick of the guy. That's a good premise. Right. I, I thought, Jesus, I'm gonna like this. It's a good premise. But he started cutting his fingers off, and I'm sorry. Up in the air was the Clooney movie. What were you talking about? With, what were you talking about with Lost in Translation? That's another one. You had to decide the ending. Oh, the ending. And you know something? He whispers in her ear. We don't know what he says. We don't know what he says. And that's, I'm a hypocrite because that never really bothered me. No, I, I wrote about it. I didn't like it at first. I went back and watched it again and I liked it. So, I, yeah, I love the movie. I love that movie. Um, again, great acting. Great acting. But I also think in that, in, in Lost in Translation, I think that there is a bit of a resolution where he seems to be happy. Yeah. Well, she made him happy. She made him happy. He wasn't happy at the beginning. He's happy at the end. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's why I can't wait to see Air, which is the story of Nike with Matt Damon and with uh, Ben Affleck, because it's as a beginning, a middle and end. It's a story of how somebody got from point A to point B. And the movies that we're talking about don't really do that. <laughs> you know, well, these don't. I mean, there's an the ending. Point. There's there's actually an ending and a resolution in the menu. And it's somewhat satisfying because the one person you don't hate survives right but it's everything that leads up to that that's like please you gotta be kidding me right and, and again there's fingers involved again there's an island and fingers that's all i'm gonna say island and fingers love it yeah all right drew anything else bud that'll do it that's all i got you know usually i gush I you're, gush you're on fire today on fire okay by the way, I am something we have to do down the road. I have started to watch um, uh, The Mayor of Kingstown uh, on Paramount Plus. With no, Jeremy I haven't Clark. watched a single episode. I, you being an upstate New York guy, you should watch it. Was it set in upstate New York? Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Right, for Drew Yato, I'm Gary Tangway. Uh, screen time, stream, movies, streaming, and everything in between. We'll see. You I got all my fingers. Look at them. You got all your fingers. <laughs>